Thanks for listening to the Struggle Podcast, where godly guys are on a journey to define the modern masculine. And now your host, Mr. John Ray. Hello, hello, Johnny Ray here. Welcome to episode three of the Struggle Podcast. I will be your host this evening. Joining me as always, Mr. David Flores. Uh, we have Israel Martinez and joining us for the first time, Mr. Victor Cadena. Hello, Victor. What's up, guys? We should get it up. What's that? We should get an applause button for him. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, he was able to finally join us after missing the first two weeks. We were hoping to have all five of us on here tonight. Uh, Mr. Fern is AWOL for unknown reasons. We hope that he's doing well. We will keep him in our prayers. But since you kind of know all of us, we're not going to run through introductions again. Uh, if you'd like to know a little bit about David, myself, and Iz, you can listen to our previous two podcasts. But let's let Victor introduce himself since he's... This is his first time. So, Victor, just give us kind of a rundown of of who you are, what life is like for you, where you work, and all of that. Well, just to give you all an idea of what I'm all about, I'm a, a six, well, actually nine kids. I have three girls from a previous marriage, and my wife has four boys from a previous marriage, plus we have two boys of our own. So my life is busy. I'm always doing something. I rarely rest. Uh, when I do rest, it's only for a couple hours, it seems like. But, you know, that being said, I wouldn't get traded for nothing. It's like I was telling the guys earlier, I'm sitting in a van doing this podcast. <laughs> that's really the only private, that's the only private time I have. <laughs> I know that there are men out there right now that can absolutely relate to that with nine kids. Good grief. You got a Brady Bunch going on over there. Yeah, I know. We finally got a TV too, so we're good now. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Well, thank you for joining us, Vic. Tonight, we're talking about tolerance and, and all of that 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 entails uh here lately it's really been on my heart as a godly man who's you know trying to do the best that i can to adhere to god's word uh one thing that you have to understand if you are a follower of christ that means that you are a reader uh, a reader of the bible and you understand that the bible is infallible which means that every word of it is true and it is eternally true that means that laws can change uh, public opinion can change, social norms can change, but God's word is always going to be the same. So tonight we're going to talk about how the godly man retains his biblical morals and 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 does that in today's world where you're labeled intolerant for keeping some of these biblical principles. Um, and I just want to start by what kind of put put this in my heart. I was reading an interview on, on CNN and it was about Tim Cook, who is the current CEO of Apple. And one of the quotes that he had said some years ago, uh, he's an open homosexual, by the way, he said that one of the greatest gifts that he had ever received from God was to be gay, which obviously, if you are a follower of Christ and a Christian, you know that that's not true because to be gay is to be a sin. That's in the Bible. God created us uh, for specific purposes, he created man, and then he created woman to be his partner. That is the designated way that we are supposed to live. Now, we are called to love, but 
Tonight we're going to talk about tolerance and where the line is drawn when it comes to acceptance. So that's my that's that that's my platform for the evening. We'll take it around the table, starting with David, and we'll get everybody's input as to what they think on this subject. David, go ahead. Sure. Yeah, I got, I got a couple of ser- uh, you know just a series of questions that we kind of want to round table here, <clears throat> and. Um, so, you know, I'll ask the question and then we'll just kind of give our, our ideas of, of um, you know, of, of uh, our responses. Uh, so for, for each of us, what, what does um, what is toler- tolerance look like uh, to you for, for, you know, for any given situation? Let's, let's think about the, 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 uh, the homosexual situation. What does tolerance look like uh, in your mind? John? I think for me to be tolerant means to, it's kind of like as long, it's, I don't know, the best way I can describe it is to take a, a, a cue from the military and, and the procedure that, you know, the protocol that they had, the don't ask, don't tell. Um, tolerance for me was always, you know, if that's who you are, I suppose that's who you are. As long as I don't have to see it, then I'm okay with it because I'm not going to be accepting if it if it's placed in front of me because it goes against what I believe in. So that's always kind of been tolerant for me. I'm not going to uh, beat somebody over the head knowing that they're gay, but at the same time, don't ask me to accept it. Okay. How about you, Vic? Well, tolerance is basically, I, I tolerate, there's a lot of stuff that I tolerate. There's a lot of stuff that I just, kind of it's basically it's like picking and choosing my battles you know i'm not gonna fight against something i've learned my lesson about fighting against certain things with people and just learn to just love the person i mean i did have a long conversation one time with a, a lady that is i mean she was openly uh, gay she, uh, you know, she dressed like a guy, and I just, for some reason, just opened my mouth, and it came out. Why do you want to look like a guy? Mm-hmm. And a conversation ensued from there that went on for about two hours, and you know, and basically, that type of a, you know, when you ask that type of a question to somebody, you're going to get a defensive reaction. Because how how people have treated them, you know, they, they haven't been treated with love. They've been condemned right off the bat. You know, I it. I will tolerate it to a certain point. You know, even if you're openly doing it in front of me, I will still tolerate it. But there are just certain things. I guess I just can't seem to get passes when you embrace it openly in public uh, I know that happened a while back with a certain uh, friend of ours that we all know uh, where something was openly embraced as that that it was like it was not a sin you know I, I really truly believe a lot of these people a lot of them know what they're doing and it's wrong but as far as me putting up with it I have many relatives that are openly gay, forced upon me. It's not, you know, it's, I treat them the same as I treat everybody else. I joke around with them, I talk with them. Uh, 
you know, I don't, I'm, I'm not saying that I'm condemning it or I'm condoning what they're doing, but just, it, there's, I don't know, I don't know. I'm having a hard time explaining it. Yeah, I think we got. I think we kind of get the, the the idea of where you're where you're leading with it. Yeah, I think we get. You know, it. it's, it's it's not the fact. It's the fact that you know, right? Biblically, it's not correct. Mm-hmm. But is it really our job to correct them? Because Jesus tolerated. Well, my argument taught, is no, I've had this discussion before is. The Bible says that we're supposed to hold one another accountable for our sins. We do that all the time in other things. Why is this issue off limits when it comes to that? Well, that's true. And, and, it, and it's like taboo for a lot. It's like they get treated as if that sin is somehow worse. Greater than anything. You know, it's, it's like you can't. That's all, it's like leprosy. You can't yeah. touch them. It is, and that's the issue. That's what we're talking about tonight. And bringing that up and letting people know that that is considered a sin. That labels you a bigot. That labels you intolerant. Let's hear from Is before we open it up to uh, further topic. Is what's your your stand on the whole thing? Um, uh, you know, I was kind of uh, I was uh, in agreement uh, for the most part with uh, Victor. As uh, as far as uh, how I felt, I've always been. I'm I'm genuinely a uh, I'm 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 kind of a passive dude, or I'm more of a passive guy. You know, I I I would admit to that. And so, uh, majority of my life growing up, I've seen uh, I've I've met you know a, a couple of gays or known of people who were uh, gay or or just had such uh, homosexual tendencies, and I. The old me used to say, oh, as long as they don't hit on me, you know, I, you know, I, I don't want to knock anyone out. But truth be told, I, uh, I've, I've never I never felt death threatened by anyone. Uh, I yeah. did always feel like that was, you know, that was not right. Um, you know, that 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 that, sh- that wasn't a normal feeling. And um, and then when I when I got saved, when I became a Christian, uh, like you know, like all you guys are saying that it's not a uh, biblically, it's not correct, it's uh, it's not right. But um, to Victor's point, you know, why should we? Why do we shun uh, homosexuality? You know, we we we're we're kind of hard on it when we're not so hard on a man who cheats on his wife, or you know, vice versa, or someone who's uh, you know who's an alcoholic or or abuses drugs, like things, you know, all the other sins. Uh, right. Like we say, like we know, like we all know that sin is sin. So I, I've always kind of felt like that. Like, uh, you know, I would feel like I was a little bit harsher on homosexuality as well. But I've just come to learn, um, like uh, again, like you guys have mentioned, to to love the person. You know, uh, I have a, you know, I have rel- I have a relative who's uh, who's gay and. Um, I just I, in, in deep in deep down inside, I, I don't I don't talk to them that that much to maybe ask them about it. But I all I can do is is love on them and uh, show them that I care for them. That I'm not gonna you know I'm not gonna shun them out just because of their their lifestyle. But uh, I'm not in agreement with it. But I 
you know, like like we say, you know, we 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 hate the sin, uh, we hate the sin, but we love the you know we love the sinner. So I think David, that's that's pretty much the general consensus of that question. What does tolerance mean? That pretty much means that we love the individual, even if we don't love the sin. Yeah, I'd like to add a little bit uh, my perspective on it. Um, I think for me, um, you know, I think it's it's embodied in in the idea of uh, you've probably heard lately, like you do you and I do me, and there's something about that because when we focus, you know, on something like uh, homosexuality, when we look at the sin and we focus on the sin, we end up. Um, you know, we end up focusing on the sin. And if we look at what Jesus did, if we look at what Paul did, if we look at what the apostles taught, it was never to focus on the sin, but to focus on the person, uh, focus on the relationship, focus on um, on making sure that the relationship is right, because I think that's the only way we can overcome sin. Um, you know, how, how do we act uh, in the presence of someone with an opposing view, be it homosexuality or, you know, be it whatever, uh, whatever, you know, sin of the day we want to, we want to talk about. Because, you know, if we're open and we're honest about our own sin, about the stuff that we do uh, in the darkness, um, we would, we would, I think, face the same type of scrutiny, uh, uh, you know, if we were holding that, holding that out in public. Uh, like, you know, say for instance, homosexuality, and we would we would see there's a history there of of um, you know of, of people focusing on the sin, and when we do that, we end up hurting people more than we do help them. And so I think I think to tolerate is to swallow swallow you know all the vileness of who we are and all the vileness of who someone else is, and move try to move forward together. Uh, and, 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 you know, try to balance how we're fighting for our beliefs in that. Um, so, you know, how do we fight for our, our beliefs, you know, in, in, in a country like the United States of America where, um, you know, we're not a Christian theocracy and we were very intentionally, the, the, the founders were very intentional about not making us a Christian theocracy. Their forefathers left England because of that. You know, morality cannot be legislated you know, the only way these things change is if the salt and the light can go into the world and change the moral tide by changing people from the heart. Okay, well, let's take this a step further. We've touched on homosexuality and, and, and what that means as far as being tolerant to that. But in today's age, when it's getting even crazier than that, and, and we're moving into things like gender fluidity, and, and, and you look at something called gender dysphoria, which is when a person comes to believe that that they don't identify with the sex that they were assigned at birth. Now, the American Psychiatric Association recognizes gender dysphoria as a mental disorder. With every other mental disorder out there, we recommend treatment for people. We recommend that they speak to a specialist. We recommend that they are medicated if that is what helps them. But when it comes to this specific thing, because again, we're dealing with sex and this is the hot button issue within the last 20, 30 years where people are of the belief that you can do whatever it is that you want to do, even if it defies God's word. When it comes to gender dysphoria, how do they treat that? They allow people to mutilate their bodies. So my question is, 
to love is, is one thing, but are we being loving if we continue to allow people to destroy their lives, even if they can't see it now and destroy the lives of those around them that care about them all in the name of love? Let me ask you a question, John. When you've, what was the best lesson you've ever learned? What's the hardest, le the lesson that you had to endure the hardship of going through, isn't it? Yes. I think that in the end is, is where our faith lies is because if we try to if we try to somehow be legalistic about these things and not I'm not talking about uh, you know any type of legislative political you know that's one way but also what I'm saying is if we pull out the law and we say this is this is God's law do you think people are going to learn from that or going to turn from that the only I think the only way people turn is when they get burned you know, when they realize, if they, when they realize through a, a loving relationship that, you know what, they're probably right and they realize that on their own. I think this whole matter is, is it comes down to identity. Our identities. Again, I think we go back to Israel's point. So basically, if I'm understanding you correctly, we're just going to let people figure it out on their own. But that's not biblical. We are supposed to hold one another accountable. We're, we're, we're supposed to hold believers accountable. And we do that. We do that. We do that with our words. We do that with our deeds, but we do it most importantly with our heart. We don't let me, go. Let me, let me ask y'all a question. Yes. Okay. You know, we're talking about accountability. We're talking about tolerance. Uh, let's look at Jesus. Look, look at, look at what he did. He didn't hold the sinners accountable. He loved them. Yep. You know, he the ones he held accountable were the Pharisees and the Sadducees, That's all right. those that were self-righteous. That's right. Jesus loved the sinners, and it is through that love that the change started to take place because they were actually started to feel like, hey, you know what? You know, I, there is something of value in me because a lot of people, it doesn't matter whether it's gay, whether you're, you know, Whatever, most of the time, I'd say probably 90% of the time, everybody with this type of an issue, with addictions, with all this stuff, is because of their self-worth. It boils right back down to identity, like David said. They don't know who's, who they are. They don't know the value of their life and what was paid for their life, what Jesus did. And you know, it's up to... It's up to us to love them and allow the Holy Spirit to either work through us or to work through somebody else to initiate the change in their heart. And the truth be told, you know, we're using the word they, but we should be using the word we because we're we're going through the process ourselves of sanctification. sanctification. You know, it's right. a process yeah, where we're right, learning. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Israel, go ahead and weigh in with the point. Oh, I just, I was going to say, you know, uh, you know, we're, we're speaking about identity. We, we identify as Christians. And I think that, um, and, and it's not just gays, but you know, a lot of uh, uh, many people out there, I think they hear when we claim that word, when we claim Christianity, they automatically put, you know, walls up, they put guards up. So I, I we may be coming from a point of love. Um, like we're saying, you know, we, we're, we're not trying to put them down, but just simply us identifying as Christians, I think they they may put up walls and, and 
what I was gonna, what I wanted to say earlier is just that uh, I, I think that um, many, how can I say, uh, you know, the whole the whole thing with identity is that um, it it, uh, it it gets lost, you know, like like uh, amongst other things about like how we talk about fatherlessness yep. and just certain you know people not being there, not setting that tone, and so. Like you said, look look how society is now. Like society is so accepting of everything, and so so uh, they're so willing to push God out of everything that uh, you know the, the the system is is going out of whack. Right, and I just want yeah. to clarify too. I know, I know, I get impassioned about this issue, um, and and I don't want to come across as as a Bible thumping bigot myself. I just want to put that out there. I come from a place of love, and the reason that it it it, it, it gets me so fired up when it comes to this particular sin is because I know that the sin that I was in, if it was not for people around me pointing me towards God, pointing me towards Christ, I I, I don't think I ever would have stopped drinking and doing drugs. I never would have I never would have broke my my chain of addiction, my chain of sin, if it wasn't for the people around me showing me the right way. And that's what bothers me so much is that when it comes to this particular thing, when it comes to people, you know, sexual identification, their gender identification, it seems like that's the one thing that's off limits we can't talk about. And that I think it's it a little harsh when it comes to that, but genuinely, I do believe we should love on him. But I think yeah. that if we can be vocal about the guy who cheats on his wife and telling him, hey, that's something that you shouldn't be doing, and here's why, look how much better your life will be if you don't do that. I think we should be able to have that same open conversation when it comes to homosexuality. And we should. And and I think we need to have a louder I think I think we need to have a louder voice uh, you know, in both those issues. Um, and I think it needs to be done uh, more often. Um, I think you know what we need to what we need to really uh, consider is that when we're talking about you know sexuality, we're talking about some very 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 deep wounds. I mean wounds that that if you haven't been through it, you you really can't understand it. You know, and so. You know, the, these wounds, the reason they're so taboo is because they they, they, they bring up these very, very, very tender places uh, in very young places in, in, in everybody that's dealing with this. Uh, and so we have to understand that, you know, that part of, uh, of, of, of the way we approach it is not, you know, we have to consider those, those wounds that, that we're dealing with because, you know, a lot of times you're talking about people who have been... Uh, molested. You're talking about people who have been uh, physically and emotionally abused uh, by their fathers. Um, and those are some wounds that, you know, no matter how you approach them, you have to walk very, 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 very lightly around them. Uh, and you have to approach them for sure knowing that this person knows you and knows your heart. First off, so you have to go through the, the relationship process before you approach these subjects. And you have to be able to, to communicate your love, you know, not only in the words that you use, but in the way that you, uh, the way that you communicate the message. And a lot of a lot of the times, it's just listening. Uh, a lot of times, it's just listening and, and 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 allowing the Holy Spirit, you know, to draw out what needs to be drawn out. Because during that process of release, you know, we begin to find. Um, 
within ourselves, we begin to find those wounds because a lot of times they're repressed. We don't, you know, we don't, we don't, we, we push that stuff so far down. It's a process of talking through them sometimes. Um, and, and, you know, we're talking identity and worth. And those are the two things that mom and dad are supposed to bring into each of their children. And when mom and dad don't do that, you have some very, very, very broken people. Uh, and so we have to tread lightly. And we have to tread smartly through those waters. Great. Awesome. So as we reach the uh, almost the 26 uh, minute, uh, again, we're trying to keep these things tight to around 30 minutes. So we're going to take it around with the four of us and maybe about a minute, minute and a half a piece. Just give our, our final thoughts on uh, if, if we were having a conversation with somebody who was not heterosexual and whatever that means. How would we, as godly men, maintain our our biblical values, our our, our our moral standing, and 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 how would we approach these individuals in love? And I guess for me, I learned a few things here, and um, that I get impassioned about things, especially this issue, because I don't want people to miss out on what God can do in their life, and and so I believe that there should be more open and frank conversations about this, but. Uh, I've learned that it's uh, it, it's all a matter of heart. It's how it's approached. And, and so I think for me in the future, uh, were I to have a conversation with somebody um, who identified sexually different than I did, it would be it would be that I would come from a place of love and just let them know that they are worthy, that they are valuable. Um, but God has so much more in store for them if you know if, if they can if they can. Fu- if they can find the courage to accept Christ and use that power to break that pattern of sin, I think that's what I've learned. David, do you want to? Yeah, for sure. It's it's salt and light, man. Being salt and light and uh, and sharing your 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 testimony about how the sin in your life, uh, you know, was overcome, uh, you know, by the power of the Holy Spirit, by the power of Jesus, by the process of sanctification over time. Uh, you know, that it's never going to be a night and day switch. It's something, it's a process, you know, it's a wash, rinse and repeat, you know, and, and we all have to walk that walk and, and sharing that part uh, of, the, of the struggle uh, with, uh, with people. I think, you know, eventually, uh, as Paul says, removes the scales from, from our eyes uh, and we're able to see, see truth. Awesome. Thank you, Israel. What's your... What is your final thought on on maintaining your morals as a godly man, but also uh, still showing love to those that that, that live differently than you? For me, you know, I'll be honest, man. I I think if I was having this conversation uh, with someone, uh, like you said, who was not heterosexual, uh, I'll be honest, man. I, I think I would uh, also get a little passionate, uh, as you as like here, yeah, like you stated. But I think it would it might come off a little aggressive just because of how I uh, how I talk. But and 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 because I'm I'm passionate about how uh, you know how how strong and how much God loves us. And so, but at this point, like 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 David said, I, I think I would really consider just sharing the the good things that god has done in my life and 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 you know mentioning scripture in there um and really trying to come from a from a a loving standpoint um to just just to just to express 
and to really um, be the light, you know, be the light here uh, on earth. Um, but showing, you know, hey, God loves us all, you know, no, no matter. I mean, I preach that now, like God loves us no matter what, you know, and and uh, and and. Well, I, I'm not perfect, and and I always state that. So, uh, I definitely, I may struggle with that, but I would definitely try to uh, recuperate myself and 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 stick to, like you said, um, stick to the word and stick to, um, you know, the 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 relationship that me and God have, um, and express that. Awesome, Amen, Victor. Uh, weigh in with your final thoughts on tonight's topic. I would just basically just love that person. I mean, you know, there's a difference between somebody who is already, I'm not going to say a Christ follower, but continuing to do some of the things that they do they shouldn't. Uh, And one that is of the world that really has no clue and they're searching and trying to find out. One of them you do need, like you were talking about, John Ray, is hold them accountable for what they're doing. Point out what's, you know, hey, lovingly point out to them that that's wrong. The one in the world, the way you attract them would be to basically love on them, treat them as a human. Yeah. Not not treat them as a second-class citizen because the scripture does tell you that sexual immorality against the body one of the it, it, they actually it is a higher sin you know yeah. Paul talks about it in Romans and the thing is is that they don't you know Paul never pinpointed homosexuality he named a bunch of different sins against the body right you know pornography it would be one masturbation there's many yeah that are on there so you know if you try to treat somebody of the world that is not you know, heterosexual, uh, you know, as a second class citizen, then that's how the whole church has treated them their whole life. Right. You you need to be, you want to be salt and light, be different. That's right. You're absolutely and, right. And attract them, you know, become a magnet. That's you, right. Because you know, opposites attract. Don't be the same. <laughs> is basically right. what, I would, what I would say, what I would do. Good Good word. Amen. Thank you, gentlemen, for weighing in tonight. Uh, Big things happening in the future of the Struggle Podcast. We are we're still looking to get our social media launched. Uh, That will be happening. I'm going to say that we can probably get that done here within the next week. And one of the things that we'll be able to do is the podcast will be posted on those social media pages, Facebook, Twitter, and and all all uh, social media things combined and then we will be able to continue the discussion from there so for listeners out there you'll be able to weigh in on on what it is that you think about the topics that that we are going over you'll be able to post your comments and maybe even uh get some responses from us we can kind of keep these conversations going uh, so thank you for tuning in uh, everybody out there this is episode three episode four coming next week thank you gentlemen for joining me tonight the struggle. <laughs> <laughs> the struggle is indeed real. So that is it for us this evening. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. We will see you back here next weekend. Thank you. <laughs>